Welcome to the Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Laconia campus. So, how's everybody doing? I am so happy to see you. It has been a while since I've been up here in Laconia, but uh, Pastor Greg has been doing an amazing job up here, and he's in Pembroke this morning, so we'll tell you that you clapped for him. Uh, We did a little flip-flop today. Uh, He's speaking in Pembroke, I'm speaking in Laconia, and uh, I was like, I got to get back up to Laconia and see my peeps, and uh, so it is so nice to see you. Well, I do want to share with you about revival. I'm not too sure what you think about that word, revival. Uh, Throughout history, there have been uh, very significant seasons where God does something unique that there is a vast number of people that come to Jesus in a short amount of time. That's kind of a revival. Um, The Azusa Street revivals from 1920s, that was a time that actually the Foursquare Church was birthed. I do believe that we're coming into a revival season again. And, and I want to prepare you for this because one thing is go, on this series called Go, it is not going to be as difficult as you think about this idea of going into all the world and sharing Jesus. Sometimes I knew I grew up in a public school and I never let anybody know that I was a follower of Jesus. Well, I probably wasn't a follower. I went to church, but I don't know how good of a follower of Jesus I was. But I want to let you know of a story that happened last week. Uh, this happened with one of our teenagers. They were in a uh, public school, and uh, I'm not sure how the conversation got started, but it was in the hallways, and all of a sudden there was a crowd that gathered as this person was sharing about Jesus to their classmates. And as they were sharing, people started to cry. And then, then this person had the boldness to talk about Jesus and say, do you want to receive Jesus in your life? And eight students gave their life to Jesus in the hallways. It's, it's amazing. And it is just the season that we're in, and there was crying and praying, and it was just like God was just doing an incredible work. So I, I wanted to, I shared that with you today as an opportunity to continue to realize that God is stirring. People are very hungry for the truth. And we don't have to be shy about, um, about our faith. We don't have to be shy about our faith. Well, last week we, we um, celebrated Easter. Everybody have a good Easter? I was, I was happy about uh, Easter, you know, feeling like spring was here. And then I woke up this morning. I live in Gilmington, and there was a blanket of white snow. And I, I think that word was for me this morning. I, I got up discouraged this morning <laughs> because I was like, no, spring's got to be here. Well, Easter was phenomenal. Uh, God just did some incredible things uh, this past Easter. And it's, interesting, it's interesting, though. The very first Easter was uh, celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. And do you realize that Jesus uh, was encountered? 500 people encountered Jesus before he ascended into heaven after he was raised uh, from the dead. 500 people. And um, he had conversations, he sat down, had meals together, but one of the conversations that he had was what he w- we consider the Great Commission, the Great Commission. If you take your Bibles and we'll turn there and we'll look at this together, um, I know if you don't have a physical Bible with you, you can definitely go to your phone and find this scripture, but Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 This is right after the account of the resurrection. 
And this is right before his ascension. Uh, Jesus leaves us. Uh, he goes into heaven and he says it's good that he goes because he's going to be sending his Holy Spirit to be with us. So even though Jesus is not physically with us here today, his spirit is. It's called the Holy Spirit. And, um, and so that's why when you come here like on a Sunday and you, you can experience something feels different about coming here, it's, it's his presence. His presence. Don't you love his presence? I love his presence. Well, in Matthew 28, it says this, verse 18, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go. Go, 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 go. I Go. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. He wants us to go. God himself is ascending God. He sent Jesus. And when Jesus left, he's sending us. He says, go. Go. Well, where do we go? Well, according to this scripture, go to all the nations. Well, that seems like, was that just for missionaries? Or is he saying, go is also meaning you and me going to our neighbors, go to our schools, go to our workplaces. And yes, maybe some of you are going to go to another country. Go. That's what this series is going to be about. It's going to be helping us understand what does this great commission mean for you and I. This message is for you. This message is for me. It is the commission that Jesus has placed every single one of us to go on. He says, go into all the world. Go to all nations, discipling all nations. It's interesting that he says, baptize them. The reason I just want to hang on that idea for a moment, first of all, uh, some of you have not been baptized. Next week is your week. Next week's your week. We'll set up a little round uh, hot tub looking thing. It'll be warm water and we get the privilege of baptizing you. The other thing is this time around, if you are in life group and life group leaders, I'm speaking to you now, uh, ask the question this week. If you are a life group leader, ask somebody in your group who has not been baptized. If you'd like to be baptized, you get to go in the tank with them this time around. Um, So you just want to connect with Pastor Mike on that. Um, But you can just come here next week as well. There's no sign-up you need to do. Just show up, and uh, you can get baptized next week. But the interesting thing about baptism is this. You see, I think sometimes we think about sharing our faith as somehow we've got to either be obnoxious about it, we've got to hand a track or something, and the reality, none of those are true. They might be tools, but the reality is, is this. He actually just wants us to love people. He just wants us to love people. And as we love them the way that Jesus loved us, which Jesus gave his life for us, so as we begin to love people sacrificially, as we begin to think of them as the way that we think of ourselves, actually, there's a scripture about that. If you turn to Mark, actually, this is the... You start with the Great Commission, now he gives us the Great Commandment. Mark chapter 12... Verse 30 through 31, it says this. 
This is Jesus' words, and he says, The most important is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord God, uh, the Lord is one. That's actually a, he's kind of repeating a, a Jewish thing taken from Deuteronomy chapter 6. It's called the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. But here we go into what relates to us. And you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There's no greater commandment than this, than these. There's no other commandment greater than these. Love your God with all of your mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. So you are here today, and I would guess that you have a neighbor. It doesn't matter where you live. If you live in rural Gilmington, like I do, I will have a neighbor. He might not be, you know, exactly right next to me. He's a little bit down the road, but we have neighbors. You have a neighbor. Now, it doesn't matter also how old you are, because if you are here and you're in third grade, fourth grade, you're in high school, you're in college, this message is for you as well. If you are retired, this is a message for you as well, because we all have neighbors. So he goes on to say, love your neighbor as yourself. He doesn't say, go um, try to convince somebody to follow Jesus. He doesn't say, go knock on their door and hand them a track. He says, love them. And he tells us how to love them. He says, love them the way that you love yourself. All right, so this is going to be really easy. Here we go. So when you think about treating yourself, you know, at the end of the week, you've had a busy week and you're going to say, hey, I want to treat myself. I deserve it. What does that treat look like for you? It might be a tub of Ben and Jerry's Chunky Monkey ice cream. Well, let's go one step further. With a red box movie. Oh, yeah, the movie with the ice cream. Let's go one step further and maybe some salty pretzels to go so you have sweet and salty. Does that, is that anybody's treat for the end of the day, end of the week? All right, what's another treat? How do you treat yourself after, is it going out to dinner? Is it, oh, here's one, things that make you feel like just really special. For me, I love springtime. You get your car washed. Then not only that, let's go one step further. You get it vacuumed, actually. Let's just go one step further, getting it detailed. Oh, man. And then your car's all set for the summertime. Is that anybody like, like that? Somebody first service says, you know, what's special for you is like being able to take a nap. There's an old person who said it, though, in, in the congregation. They take naps all the time. But it was my father-in-law, just in case you're wondering. I, I'm not being disrespectful to the elders in this room here. What is that thing that you treat yourself to? Maybe it's some screen time. Maybe you can kind of like, hey, I'm just going to uh, go through some YouTube videos and learn something new. What, what is it for you, though, that you'd say, I, man, I deserve this. I want to treat myself. So here's how, how easy this works. So how you like to treat yourself, just think about that for a moment. What would it be? And then do that same thing to your neighbor. That's how it plays out. 
So maybe when you go to the grocery store and you're thinking, ah, I'm going to get my treat of that tub of ice cream, you're also going to think that I'm going to get another one and I'm going to, on my way home, knock on my neighbor's door and says, you know what, you probably had a busy week and I think you'd probably love this. Here you go. You see, it's very simple. Love your neighbor as yourself. As yourself is equal, equal to. If you just hold this up for a little, I know this looks like a greater sign or a lesser sign, but hold this up for a second. I want you to look. Now, look at that. That's an equal, I want you to pretend it's an equal sign, equal. How you love, treat yourself, you also treat your neighbor. So, so maybe the next time you go to the car wash, you're going to stop and say, hey, can I get a little booklet of those uh, wash coupons? And you know what a clean car makes you feel like, and you're going to knock on your neighbor's door and, or put a card, write a little card and says, hey, I know that this makes me feel special. I thought you'd like to get your car washed as well. Now, don't do it if their car's always dirty and they're going to be feeling like offended, like you're like trying to tell them something. <laughs> But take a moment and think about those things that you treat yourself to. And then treat your neighbor with that same thing. See, that's the equal. Equal. Uh, Imagine what would happen in our neighborhoods if we began to love our neighbors the way that we love ourselves. What opportunities would we have to talk about Jesus. And here's the interesting thing. It is not the tactic you use so you can talk about Jesus. No, the only tactic here is that you genuinely love your neighbor. That's the only tactic. Now, when you genuinely love your neighbor, you will eventually have Jesus on your lips because you can't help but have Jesus on your lips. You know what Jesus has done for you. Oh man, I know what he's done for me. I was a crazy kid. And I did some crazy, stupid things. And he forgave me from all those crazy, stupid things. He gave my life purpose when my my life was seemingly spiraling, spiraling out of control. He gave my life purpose. He, He became my rock in which I would live my life on. So you can't help but talk about Jesus at some point in time, but you you lead with love. You lead with love. And the way that you love is you you love them the way that you love yourself. I think sometimes we, we understand, I think we've heard that. If you've been around the Bible or church at any point in time, by the way, if you're a guest with us today, we I'm so glad you're here. And you just you just made my day because I love seeing new faces. And uh, you're saying, well, you haven't been here in three months anyway. How do you know they're new faces? <laughs> I know, I know. Love your neighbor as yourself. You see, I think there was a point in time that there was a lawyer who asked Jesus this question. He, he asked him, well, who is my neighbor? And that's when Jesus began to talk about the, uh, the story of the Good Samaritan, you remember that story that, that there was a man who was beaten and robbed and uh, you had Pharisees who walked to the other side of the street. You had teachers of the law walk to the other side of the street. And then the, the man who came and, and looked after that beaten man and put him up in an inn and paid for his, his care. And, and he said, he, Jesus says, well, that's, that's your neighbor. 
And, and I, we get stuck on that story, and then we begin to say, well, the neighbor is those that we see in need. But I think what the point that Jesus was making is everybody can assume that their neighbor means literally their neighbor. And Jesus takes it one step further, going one step further. But the reality is I think today we need to actually back up and actually literally love our neighbor. I think in our culture today, it's, it's almost easier to just wait until we see somebody who's in need, but yet we forget to actually love our neighbor, the people that live next to us. I'm going to ask a question for you. Have you... If your neighbor got into trouble or they had a crisis in their life, maybe not in trouble, but maybe have a crisis in their life, who would they go to? Would they go to you? Because if, you can, if you're not answering the question, yeah, they'll go to me, it probably means you don't know your neighbor well enough, which means we need to do a better job of loving our neighbor. This is not a condemning thing because I'm in the same situation of, of learning how to love my neighbor the way that I love myself. But I've realized that all it takes is for us to go one step further. Go one step further. So if you're used to just seeing your neighbor and just wave at them as they go down the road, why don't you like stop and have a conversation? That's just the one step further. Maybe it is, it is this the time where you say, you know what? I'm going to, I love bacon chocolate chip cookies. And so you're going to say, you know what? I love that. My neighbor probably would love that. And so you're going to go one step further and you're going to actually bring some cookies to your neighbor. It's like, well, it's great for you to say, you don't know my neighbors. Well, you're right. I don't. But chances are they're people. And chances are that God loves them. And chances are last I checked, it says, love your neighbor, not your good neighbor with a high fence neighbor. He says, love your neighbor like yourself. See, it's, it's not a difficult thought, but, but I want to put some action to it because as you love yourself, think about how you like to treat yourself. You go one step further and not only treat yourself to that thing, you go do that for your neighbor as well. Treat your neighbor like you treat yourself. You, you know, Pastor Greg, he is he's like a deep theologian guy. He gives you these deep messages. For me, I just kind of like, this is a skip in the park message, right? But it's going to take some action from you and for me this week. You can, see, see, we can get really heady sometimes, but if we forget that, let's go, these red letters that Jesus speaks to us, and he says that this is the most important commandment, love God. These are the two. Love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. So then you have to ask yourself, how do I love myself? And you do that to your neighbor. This week if the worship team wants to come at this time. This week, you already have a plan of how you're going to treat yourself. I know you do. Because we think about ourselves all the time. Oh, 
you know what? Just getting a manicure is going to be so amazing. How many people like manicures or pedicures here? Yes, a guy raised his hand. I love it. So, so here's the deal. I was, I've never gotten one of those before until I was in Africa. And, and like I, would, I don't like to spend money on things that I think are frivolous sometimes. I mean, no judgment on you. Girls do it all the time. And guys, if you like this kind of thing. So, but a missionary friend is like, oh, it's only a couple bucks. And usually you've got to experience this. So I go and it's like, then they start like massaging your hands. And I was like, I feel a little weird that they're doing this. And, and it's like, but then they like take these little tools and get on your cuticles and, and they buff your nails. I was like, buffing? I mean, I'm a guy. I don't need all that. And it's like, no, we got to do it so nice. Well, it's Africa. They wouldn't speak like that anyways. But anyways, most of them are Asians that, that do this. But because they do such a great job. But I, I left there saying, oh man, I feel pampered. So real practically, if that's a treat for you, why don't you get a gift certificate and put it in the card and go to your neighbor's house and say, hey, you know what? I love this. I thought maybe you would too. What would that do to open up a heart? What would that do to open up a heart? To know that somebody genuinely is cared for. And it's so practical. Because all you're doing is you're loving somebody the way that you would love yourself. You're treating somebody the way that you would treat yourself. This week, you're going to light up somebody's world. You're going to love somebody the way that you love yourself. You say, well, I'm, I'm in school right now. I'm in college. I, I don't really have a name. Yeah, you have somebody who lives next door to you. There's always somebody next to you. And are you going to go? Go. And just take one step forward. I'm not saying... Invite somebody over to your house to make a big old meal for you. Yeah, I mean, bring somebody into your own living space. That's kind of an intimate thing if you don't know somebody really well. But all I'm saying is just go one step further and just love somebody the way that you would love yourself. Treat your neighbor the way that you would treat yourself. And it'll be amazing to see what opportunities would come. I have a neighbor um, across the way, great old guy. He's 88, 89, probably has just a couple weeks left to live. Um, and I had the privilege of going over to his house the other day and actually pray with him. Tears started coming down his eyes and down his face and and I said are, are, are you going to be ready are you going to be okay to go home and he nodded at me I said like because Jesus is waiting for you yeah he was such a hard man before and I've heard some of his stories but you know it took me two years of treating him like I would treat myself bring over some fresh maple syrup that we had just made or 
Christmas time bringing over some cookies or... But when that time came in his place of need, he allowed me the best privilege, which was to introduce him to Jesus. You see, that's why we need to just genuinely love people without any motive. But of course we're going to talk about Jesus at some point because Jesus has so wrecked our life for, in a good way, by the way. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Just want to make sure. Yeah. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much for your word. so practical, so straightforward. You don't have to get too deep with this one. It's just like, hey, Jesus, you just said the second most greatest commandment of all your, of all of your commandments is just to love your neighbor as yourself. Guy, I know we know how to love ourselves because we do it all the time. We're pretty good at it. Help us this week to treat our neighbors and to love them the way that we would give ourselves treats, the way that we would prefer ourselves. Lord, let our communities light up with a buzz of excitement, with a buzz of love to know that somebody cares for me. And God, all the conversations that would happen beyond that Lord, I'm reminded of this, this idea of when it, the Great Commission is, is talking about be, being baptized. There's, there's something about being invited into a community. It's not just, hey, we're going to keep you neighbor way out there. But we're going to invite you into our family. That you're, We're going to invite you into a community. That we get to do life together. That we can share things together. So, Lord, let, us, let, let our hearts expand. I'm going to pause here for a moment. Guys, just keep your eyes closed for a moment. If you are here today, and you know, we're talking about Jesus for sure. This is a church, just in case you're wondering. And you're saying, you know, I've never felt the peace that I need to feel. I don't know if I've really turned my life over to Jesus. If you want that peace today and you want Jesus into your life and you want to be for sure that you've asked him to be a part of your life, I want to pray with you. But would you just indicate, slip up your hand. If you, if you want the assurance of Jesus in your life, slip up your hand. Thank you. Anybody else? That you, you want this peace that passes understanding. Anybody else? want the assurance. Thank you. Anybody else? The assurance of Jesus in your life. You can just, everybody, is a great reminder, and even if you didn't raise your hand, if you genuinely mean this in your heart, Jesus, thank you for going to the cross for me. Thank you for taking care of my sin. Thank you for allowing me to have a right relationship with my Father in heaven. I'm sorry for my past my past mistakes, please forgive me. 
Jesus, I want to make you the Lord of my life. That means, Jesus, I want to put you above everything, above my relationships, above my career, above my schooling, above everything. Jesus, I want to follow you. I'm not going to be perfect, but Jesus, I know when I fall down, you're right there to pick me back up. Jesus, I commit my life to you. Come into my life. Come into my heart. Be a part of my life. Amen. And Jesus, I just thank you so much for those who responded to you this morning. There is a pate in heaven going on right now. The Bible says that when one gives their life to Jesus, all the angels celebrate and have a good old time, a big old party. So know that those who said yes to Jesus today, you are being celebrated right now. God, I just pray that, that for each one of us that we would love so deeply and so genuinely. Father, that we would not have motivations other than just pure love. God, that we would, that we would have the hope of you, Jesus, on our lips. That as when people ask us, what, how, why did you do this? Because, man, I love you because Jesus loved me. Lord, I just thank you for this congregation. I thank you for the amazing things that they're going to be doing for you this week. Father, that, that you've already empowered us by your Holy Spirit. That's why we have this series, Supernatural. Father, we are now, our eyes are open to see what it is that you're doing. Our ears, spiritual ears, are in tune to hear the voice of our Father, you, Lord Jesus. I just pray that we would respond with courage and we would respond with great love, loving others the way that we love ourselves, that we would go, 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 go to our neighbors this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 